Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to Film Buds Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And I'm Lauren. And, uh, happy, happy, uh, happy middle of March, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, if I could have guessed that that was what you were going to say, I would have won five bucks. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, you know, it's another week. It's another great week here on the Film Buds. Um, how are you doing, dear? I'm I'm doing well on this middle of March that's day. Right, that's um, right. you know, spring is definitely here in the Carolinas. It is here to stay. It seems like, which is which is nice, but also it means that summer is just going to be god awful, and I'm not looking forward to that. So I'll enjoy this while we have it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. No. It is a it is a beautiful day. You're right. It's a it's a pretty good weekend. Um. You know we've got big watching plans tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, so it's been uh, it's been a pretty good time. Uh, we're glad, of course, to have you back. Last week we decided to cover Creed uh, because the new one was coming out. Ironically, we still haven't seen Creed three yet since that point, but don't worry about it. Um, You'll be the first to know when we do. We're getting there. <laughs> um, but also, since uh, the last time that we recorded. Um, you know, an interesting little thing came out. You know, I was planning on doing something different for this week, uh, episode-wise. But then, a week ago, um, I was just online, and I saw someone talking about how an entire movie leaked and got posted on the internet. And I said, well, we have to watch it, and that has to be what we review. Um, so, for, for this week's episode, we're doing an interesting thing where we're watching a movie that technically can't be officially released by the studio because it was cancelled for tax purposes, but still found its way online. Uh, and that movie is Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. Yeah, we really, like, shot for the moon with this one. Like, so we, <laughs> we really lucked out with a whole free Scooby-Doo movie. Like, yeah. you know, you know it, that sentence could have led to anything. Yeah. We were like, this this movie got scrapped for tax purposes. It literally that that left an open umbrella as to what that meant. Mm-hmm. And then it was a Scooby-Doo movie. Like yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> um, and you know, it it's an interesting thing. Movies get canceled all the time. You know, um for an example, you know, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Hellboy 3. Um you know, uh, uh, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy that he was going to do after The Last Jedi. Um, there's, and those are just modern examples that are a few, you know, history is littered with all sorts of examples of projects that got started and dropped off. Um, you know, some of them you definitely wish could have happened. Some of them get into production and then shut down, uh, either because producers pull out or or something happens on the set of the film um you know that's what happened with the death of death that cinematographer um in that train accident you know um once that happened and then you know it was proven that people were negligent you know no one wanted to make the movie anymore and so the whole thing shut down rightfully so um so there are all sorts of things that that cancel movies Mm-hmm. This was a done movie, too, that they just threw away. That's what's so interesting about this one, is um, this is a part of following the, the merger of HBO and Discovery, or Warner and Discovery, 
you know, going into the HBO Max brand where, where all of their content is released, they decided to just start axing things, just sort mm-hmm. of left, right, and center for the tax write-off. My theory is that, and I don't think it's really all that much of a stretch, is that they were trying to recoup merger cost. Mm. Um, and so they, they started selecting things that either had, you know, they, they claimed that it was all things that they felt were limited financial successes, mm-hmm. you know, um, or, or didn't meet certain quality standards, what have you, et cetera, whatever that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the big one that took up a lot of air when all of these cancelings happened was Batgirl. Yes, yes, I do remember this. You know, again, another instance of a movie. It was almost at the finish line. Yeah, it was done. They Maybe could have done the exact same you know, thing kind of with that, thing. honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, mind you, with this, it was it's cartoon, so, like, there aren't any reshoots. Yeah, we probably still had to also do some post-production on Batgirl, I'm sure. You know, none of the VFX are probably finished on that movie. No, no, where are the true fans of, of DC? You know, they were barking down the door for Zack Snyder to finish that terrible movie. But now, this, they said, what Batgirl? Where? You know, there's just a lot of things that they didn't like about her. One, she's a girl, so she's intimidating. It's terrible. <laughs> and two, she's not white. That's fair. Ugh, um, gosh. And so, you know, it's a, it, it ended up actually being that there were quite a few things that got canceled. Um, and some of them were, were completed animated movies, including some completed Scooby-Doo films. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, you know, in almost a, a stroke of a pen, a whole bunch of films got commiserated to the history of, of lost films. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a history, you know, I think that some people think that it's odd, the concept of losing film. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, the truth is, like, we've lost. Oh, God, I want I once read that statistic, I think, on the show that it's like, you know, like 70 percent of films like made before 1950 or some shit like that. You know, it's well, yeah, because just the quality, you know. Yeah. Um, it happens all the time. Things don't get reprinted. Things weren't popular. Um, things got made but couldn't get a distributor. Um, you know, there are so many movies that eventually just sort of mm-hmm. float away and uh, are never seen or heard from again. But it's very odd that, you know, a major studio just immediately ejected a whole slew of, of films and television shows into this this lost ether because no, now yeah, just on purpose yeah because the whole thing is they can't be released now officially ever once once you do it for the tax write-off you can't make money okay then they should just put it out there just to because like at the end of the day they weren't expecting to make any money on it that's why they wrote them off in the first place so why don't they just leave them out there for free like it's it's more effective i think than just like having it in a dumpster, you know, in a metaphorical dumpster and a delete file on your computer, just just put it out here. You know, who cares? Who's getting hurt by it? Especially it's like some Scooby-Doo movies, Batgirl, you know, somebody will finish that film for free, I swear, just for the experience alone. Well, and uh, some things have managed to find um, some other homes and, and that sort of thing. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the J.J. Abrams cartoon, Batman Cape Crusader, which was another canceled property, 
has recently managed to find a new home. Oh, good. Um, but some of the other canceled properties include uh, a Looney Tunes musical called Bye Bye Bunny. Um, how I did that to the holidays, or did I do that to the holidays, a Steve Urkel holiday special? Mm-hmm. I think we're fine without that one. Um, no! <laughs> the people um, need it. <laughs> they were going to do another tie into the Scoob brand, their recent 3D animation re-envisioning of the Scooby-Doo cartoon with another holiday uh, special. Uh, we were going to get an Amazing World of Gumball movie. Um, so, like, you know, there are all sorts of things that got just sort of axed willy-nilly. Um, but someone decided to go and use the excellent archive machine, the Wayback Machine, uh, archive the internet, to, if you haven't been there, go and check it out. There's all sorts of stuff that you can find, uh, including all sorts of different film and television shows. And someone decided to go and post this entire thing there. Some good Samaritan was like, I know exactly what I'll do. And so we got an entire movie. Um, exactly the way God intended. <laughs> for free off of the internet. And, uh, and we were like, well, we have to review it. We have to go and, and talk about it. Um, but before we, we do officially talk about this particular Scooby-Doo film, uh, dear, what are your thoughts on, on Scooby-Doo? The, the brand? Love it. Um, it's been a... It's been, been a touchstone of my of my life since childhood i i fell into watching the scooby-doo franchise with the old 70s cartoon um and i've really watched pretty much every iteration of it um up until a certain point obviously like i haven't seen i we didn't we haven't seen scoob um and there's a few of the 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 live action made for cartoon network ones that i went i'll pass on these versions of it um but no, it's it's one of those franchises that that sits close to my heart. But I know that it will always have some kind of problem after a certain point. Like it definitely peaked, and has been been hard to get back to that peak ever since. I think the best, uh, if I'm being frank, I think the best iteration of Scooby Doo after the original is um, pup named Scooby Doo. Oh, with Pup Red Names, Herring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pup Named Scooby-Doo is great. Um, those movies that came out in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, um, and the, 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 the 90s zombie... and the 2000s movies are really, really good. Uh, Witch's Ghost, excellent yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Zombie, zombie Island. Island, excellent movie. Mm, that is a perfect Scooby-Doo film, start to finish. Yeah. Great time. Um, you know, I, I, I love I love the live-action ones with, with Freddie Prinze Jr. Um, and Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Yeah. Yes, yes, they're, they're phenomenal. But then we we get to all of the just the garbage that just is like noise, mm-hmm. um, and like the list grows every every couple of years they bring it back, you know. Um, at at Carowinds years ago they had a had a Scooby Doo ride that they replaced. Yeah, Scooby Doo Boo Blaster. Yeah, the um oh they even they even had the roller coaster though that they mm. replaced with like a fairly odd parents thing, and I don't think it's even that anymore. Like that's how no, disposable. I think that whole thing is gone. You know. But I was like, I remember when it was, and that's that's how that's how much it had touched my childhood. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it's it's something that I love, but I think that it's definitely um a little worse for wear. Like I don't I don't trust that new Velma show. That's fair. Um, I think it got a season two. Um, 
but I still haven't even attempted season one, so. No, yeah, I'll always seen her clips, and I'm not convinced. Um, I think that all that is fair, you know, the, the early days, you know, the, the sort of, you know, grand days of Hanna-Barbera, you know, they were, they were throwing out whole, whole, whole bunches of cartoons, you know. But the ones that became iconic became iconic. You mm-hmm. know? No, Scooby Doo, sure. Flintstones, Jetsons, um, Yogi Bear. Because there are there are tons mm. of just Scooby Doo knockoffs that Hanna Barbera made. Yeah, that are literally the same exact formula of four teenagers with an animal or random companion. Uh, Johnny Quest. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah, structure yeah, yeah. of like a I group mean, of people the, and a companion. Oh, there's the one that's like Jabba Jaw. You yeah. know, or it's like the talking shark. Yeah. You know, it's just nonsense at a certain point, but, like, you see what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah, Captain Caveman. Oh, God, yeah, Captain Caveman. Um, Where he was in the, ended up being, like, our, our animal companion of sorts. Yeah, um, and so, you know, they have this um, expansive list, but the ones that really worked, really, really worked. And I think that one of the things that also was so special and unique about Scooby-Doo over the other ones was... The fact that Scooby lived in this nebulous world that was like a bridge between our world and the cartoon world. Mm-hmm. Because you could have Scooby-Doo cross over with Batman and Robin, but then you could also have Scooby-Doo cross over with, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, 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 and the, and the Three Stooges. <laughs> yeah, and so it was this interesting, you know, kind of like bridge world, you mm-hmm. know, I felt to a degree of what world and time and place, you know, is this sort of taking taking into effect, you know, and, and it's also because it was really one of the only ones that was just set in, like, regular Earth with regular people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because even though, like, Johnny Quest was, you know, like, regular Earth was a little bit more, like, action star, you know, adventure sort of stuff, whereas these were just, like, kids, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, like, Johnny Quest, like, they had, like, guns and stuff. They had, like, you know weapons yeah where it's like it's just these teenagers who keep managing to get themselves into crazy situations yeah they're investigators who keep on going around as people try to use these elaborate means of criminality yeah and solve these mysteries of like who's doing the the caper and why and how you uh, know and so the crossovers i think are one of the best parts you know to that point I love, um, I do love when they cross over with the Harlem Globetrotters. I think oh, that yeah. that's fantastic. Um, Witch's Ghost is great because that character, even though it's not Stephen King, is Stephen King. The writer in oh, the... Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. This is played by um, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Yeah. Ah, so good. Um, <laughs> His name is, like, Morningstar or something. Mm. Like, it's, it's so on the nose. It's fantastic. And so... Um, uh, the Ravencroft bloodline. He's yes. like the descendant of Sarah Ravencroft. Yes. And so it's, I think that that's a really fun one. But no, uh, the, the Batman is a great one that they cross over with. And they've, they've now just sort of baked it into the DNA, you know, going back to not keeping track of things. I didn't realize that there are like multiple WWE Scooby-Doo crossover gotta be more recent because like i don't even think i ever saw advertisements for these. yeah they've got animated john cena you know in these things yeah like where actually are you advertising these things i'm not even sure the children are aware <laughs> yeah, at this point yeah. it's got to just be on the the networks you know that that are that are for these things yeah i mean i guess like you know every child 
at the at the toy store seeing like the John Cena and Scooby Doo combo and going, "What the hell is or, this?" Or you know, maybe they advertise for them on wrestling. Oh God, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, the brand is the brand has is been easy for quite some time. It's been one of those like staples that just like comes back. They are they're like, you know what's easy? Let's bring back Scooby Doo and mix it up a little bit. What haven't we done yet? Um, X. All right, fantastic. Do you the know? crossover. You know what? Yep. At this point, put them on Dune. <laughs> 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 It'll be called Scooby Dune. Oh, I love it. I love it. Just Scooby and Shaggy complaining about there not being enough food the entire time. They've got to outrun a sandworm at one point, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, We've mm-hmm. got the gang doing the shuffle dance. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. The they're sand. they're quote yeah. unquote high on spice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I mean, you might as well at this point. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo and E.T. Yeah, you know, we're ready. Let's just let's just start mixing it up a little bit. You know, um, le- yeah, let's just really use the the dartboard effect of what brands we have. Yeah, you know? exactly. Scooby Doo and Mortal Kombat. You yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, Actually, I think that uh, what an abused franchise. Yeah. <laughs> but I do really enjoy it, and I think that it does have a lot of value. You know, because I do think that people typically go and and have that kind of you know, oh, I'm such a Velmo, I'm such a I'm such a shaggy, you know, kind of connectability to it. And I think that that's what people really enjoy about the show to a degree as well. No, yeah, because I think that, like, the, the the formula of it being, like, these four teenagers that all happen to be friends but are all all have different strengths and weaknesses, and that's why they're such a great team together. And then they've got a fun mascot, you know, who's Scooby-Doo. You know, yeah. who doesn't love a dog? Yeah, and, you know, Scooby is a perfect... If, you, if you've ever been around, like, a lovable idiot dog, like Scooby is a perfect sort of lovable goof dog. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that they also really capture that well in of course the animation and the and the styling of Scooby and and in that Frank Welker voice, you know, his his Scooby voice is iconic. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so I think that, that definitely is is a lot of why it has has lasted, you know, is still just ultimately the likability and appeal of mm-hmm. the roots of those characters. Yeah. Um, so I guess with all that said, we should go ahead and jump on into the technically not released, except for on the internet, uh, Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. Fantastic. Um, so Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2, uh, the premise is the, the gang is hired by, uh, Lois and Jimmy Olsen to help investigate an event at the Hall of Justice that has led to the disappearance of the Justice League. And there appears to be a a strange, or a series of strange, uh, sort of plasmic phantoms haunting around the the Hall of Justice. Um, And so the gang goes to try and, and solve the mystery of what happened. Uh, it is directed by Cecilia Aronovich Hamilton. Uh, it, I mean, I guess it technically came out last week. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, 2023, here we go. It stars, of course, Frank Welker as Scooby-Doo and Fred Jones. Gray Delisle as Daphne Blake and Wonder Woman. Uh, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Kate Misucci as Velma, PJ Byrne as JB, Victoria Grace as Mercy, Charles Hafford as Lex Luthor, 
Nolan North as the Joker, Superman, and the computer. Amazing. Tara Strong as Helen Lois and Harley. Fred Tataskior as Solomon Grundy and Perry White. Uh, James Arnold Taylor as Jimmy Olsen and Rex Roofer. And Nicole Thurman as Mayor Fleming. Um, and I guess with all that said, I'll go ahead and pass this off to you. Uh, dear, what did you think of Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2? You know, even with the, the name, um, my first instinct, and I told you about this, but now I have to tell the show. Um, I totally thought that this was going to be like some weird like cybercrime thing about like cryptocurrency. He's going to cross over with Mark Zuckerberg in the metaverse. No, yeah, or something <laughs> like that. Like I didn't realize it was going to be like a crossover. Oh, I thought God, it was going to be. Do it. Um, I thought it was going to be like that movie that they did um, years ago. You know, the, the cyber the, chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were going through the the levels of the game that the, his friend had created. Mm-hmm. So I thought that we were going to do like something like that. And so I walked into this movie and it was like superheroes, and I I was like, oh. Oh, I have to completely change my my entire like frame of, of mind right now going into this. Um what did I think about this movie? Oh gosh. Um I hate I hate to say it. Um I understand why they they why they canceled this movie. Like it's it's pretty like we threw Scooby-Doo into like a weird place. You know? Um and I think that they're so focused, especially in like the first like 15 minutes of this movie they're like oh good let's just like throw out all of these dc characters like in your face you know as they as we we follow the scooby gang on their journey through metropolis mm-hmm. um without the the justice league and so all of these people like zod and 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 solomon grundy and all of these people are, are going you know buck wild on metropolis and there's nobody to save anybody and it just goes on for some time you know, of 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 uh, getting out of one situation miraculously and going into a different one. And I was just like, I'm not really sure. I guess at the end of the day, I'm not sure if if I I followed the entire like haunting aspect of it. You know, I was like, they've got other problems here, like out there. And I guess like I feel like they brought the wrong people to the wrong problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, no, you need other super people to handle all of these villains. Like, you know the the Justice League might be dead, guys, for all we know. You say that they disappeared. You know, Lois, think think logically. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hire some teenagers. Oh, and they do the fucking bit with the the the, the glasses. Um Ah yes. Uh Velma, you know, uh, removes her glasses to like clean them or something. And like Lois and, and Jimmy are like, where'd Velma go? <laughs> And that's literally, like, for me, this entire film. Oh, God, that's one of my favorite bits. It's one of my favorite jokes. It's absolutely, it's it's so bad. It's it's so bad. And um, this was a movie that I, that was made for children. Like, there's, there's no clever nuance to it. It is, it is, these characters have, like, two bits that they are supposed to do, each of them. You know, Scooby and Shaggy are scaredy and they're food motivated. You know, um, Velma is our smart one. The end. Um, <laughs> we've got Fred and Daphne who are having relationship troubles throughout the entire thing be- because of reasons, because we needed to go there. You know, for all I cared, Fred could have been the, the gayest man in, in Cincinnati and I would have been like, fantastic. Ascots look great on you, sweetie. You know? But no, they had to go in like the obvious direction, which is fine. You know, it's it's there. But I was like, I just this movie wasn't like really for me. 
No, I as, think that's fair. As a person who really enjoys the franchise, this movie wasn't for people who enjoy it. They're like, ooh, keys. <laughs> I think that all that is honestly very fair. Um, you know, I think that it does start stronger and have a saggy middle, you know, because you do get the enjoyment and the fun of sort of the initial shock. Of it. Um, I don't disagree. I think that this is a pretty middle of the road Scooby-Doo movie, you know, like could have been just like straight on TV, you know, on a, on a Saturday and, and it would have been fine there. Yeah. Um, you know, pop this right on Cartoon Network back in the early 2000s. I would have watched it. Yeah. And I would have kept moving with my life. Yeah, it wouldn't have been one of the ones that really, unless you were a kid that was really big into the Justice League, you know, this probably would have been one that you watched and moved on from, you know. Um, and so I think that the big issue with it is ultimately the pairing. Mm. Because mm. at the end of the day, let's sort of look at, like, I think what the what the magic and the charisma you know, what the, what's the chemistry? What's the math sort of at work of why it works? Their crossovers with characters work because they are either crossing over with another detective character or they're like, crossing... Like Batman. Mm -hmm, or they are crossing over with someone who feels just as goofy in the scenario as they sometimes do. The yeah. Harlem Globetrotters. I could even see wrestlers, you know, like John Cena in a spooky mansion with mm -hmm. Shaggy being a funny bit. Oh, yeah. And like the fact that like he has to carbo load to stay that big. And so they're all eaten. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know, I think that you can play with some of those things because, again, then it's about taking these people that are, again, just sort of people, but they're goofy mm -hmm. to have be in the scenario with them and have fun with that. No, yeah, instead we have, like, Lex Luthor as our person. The big issue here is that, at the end of the day, the Justice League is a big action-adventure, you know, superhero franchise that is now crossing over with this more comedic detective story, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think that that's where you end up sort of meeting some of the the issue here because there are requirements for it to be a justice league story mm -hmm. of superhero shit yeah and then there are requirements of it for being a scooby-doo story mm -hmm. which is centered around essentially being a comedy mystery yeah yeah yeah, a yeah. weekly whodunit exactly exactly and, and where we stumble upon the answers exactly whereas justice league is like fight of the week kind of stuff and even yeah. if there is a detective element oh well batman handles it and it's different maths and metrics you know that you're ultimately dealing with with how you're structuring these two properties and their two payoffs lex has to be imposing it's hard to then have lex be the guy shouting and i would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids you know oh. because it 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 is, I guess, to a certain degree, amusing, but it doesn't necessarily work, you know, as fully as I think that that the brand allows. No, yeah, and they like leave Lex as like our red herring character like the entire time, and then they make him the real bad guy. <laughs> but then they also make him an idiot. Yeah, and it just drives me nuts this entire time of 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 uh, you know I guess 
them putting in these things that are supposed to be funny, you know, but I, I just, I'm not amused. I'm not, you know, the, the, the bit with him and, and Velma where he's like, you can't possibly break into the Justice League, you know, computer. It's a supercomputer and I'm the smartest man in the world. Not, I, I couldn't even do it. And Velma was like, and I'm done. I'm in, you know, and him looking like an idiot, you know, with his, with his, with his evil dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just. And then, and then we add our actual B character, which is Crypto. Yeah, who, for the most part, I would say is is just there. Yeah, Crypto doesn't feel like a strong presence as a character, and that's the other thing about the crossover that doesn't work is it's Scooby Doo and Crypto too. And yeah, it's Crypt- really as much as a tagline as like the title would suggest. <laughs> yeah, like he's there. Yeah, he's totally there. You bet. He doesn't talk or anything, so he's just a normal dog, but he's not a normal dog. He's a super dog. Um who's kind of an asshole. Yeah, you know, at times. Uh and so it's it's I don't think necessarily a a a match that pays off and and ultimately works well. And also to your point, um you know, referencing the glasses bit earlier, even though that gag is a little bit funny, it's a little bit too in of a joke to pay off for, again, what's ultimately supposed to be a realistic detective, you know, realistic investigative reporter. You know, it's fine that it works for, for Superman or whatever. Um, but, but to then have it expand outward... We're literally, gag. anybody who wears glasses, they take them off and she's instantly got like, you know, face, and, yeah, you know, prospagnosia. Yeah, she's yeah, just... yeah. Yeah. Who are you? This is a completely different person. Like, it's, it's not funny. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you know, especially because both of them do it. It's not even just Lois. It's also Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when has he been, you know, so close to Superman that it would be ridiculous of why you don't realize that it's Clark. When, when, when was that happening, Jimmy? Well, and, you know, also I think the part of the other issue is that, again, they try to shoehorn in these things, and so they, they do this whole stupid thing with Jimmy Olsen being oh. some of the thing that's causing some of the friction between Daphne and Fred. And it just, again, feels shoehorned in and dumb. We've been doing this dance with, with Daphne and Fred for 70 years, you know? It's, it's not been 70 years. It's been 50, though. It has been 50. And, like, guys, just fucking do it already. You know, talk about some characters who just need to bang. Do a big, do, honestly, you should do a whole big cartoon movie where Fred and, and, and Daphne get married, and it's the mystery that happens at their wedding. Oh! Ooh, ooh, ooh! And so we've got people out of costume as well because we've got them in, like, their wedding attire in the middle of the ceremony. And our guest characters are a whole bunch of other famous detectives. Oh. And so it's a whole big whodunit where they're walking over each other's shoes. Benoit Blanc. We bring in Benoit. Yeah, he's gotta be here. This is a better movie already. We've pitched a better movie right here and now. Because honestly, like... Just do it. Just just do it. Like, what's... What are we? It's not the seventies anymore. We're not trying to please sixties parents who are like a little iffy about sex. What are we halting from? You know, guys. And I'm like, I'm not saying that we should have like these cartoon characters bang, but I'm I'm saying that they should just have, get married. Yeah, just just be honest about it. Just be open because like 
this entire movie felt like they had been in a relationship and then this one thing got Fred really insecure and Daphne said, Fred, literally this was, we were children. You know, like I was like nine years old at camp. And it's got a, it's got a and, stick in his craw. And this is the thing that he it has him so in a, in a tizzy about their relationship. Like, is this truly the guy that she wants to be with? Why wouldn't she be with him then? It's been like, let's say that Daphne is 19 in this. You know, it's been 10 years, Fred. And it just for me, it's just like such an unnecessary thing to put in there. Mm-hmm. You know, we just needed every couple to have something going on. And since we didn't have anybody to tack onto the Fred um, and Daphne couple, you know, pairing that they always do. So then we had to have them in conflict. The entire time. Yeah. You know, because 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 Shaggy and Scooby get crypto because crypto is apparently just as big a eater as as they are. And, um, you know, that's great. That's great. Um, We've got Velma. Who's solving the mystery. With Lex, Mm -hmm. who's trying to impede her, Mm -hmm. I assume. I don't know. It's not very clear. Um, And then then the ending is so just like, oh, yeah, we shot him with some like thingamadoo ray. And like. It's not actually anything. Whereas, like, I liked in the past where it was, like, some person, like, in this elaborate costume that for the longest was absolutely working. You know, these people who had figured out this, like, light trick that they could teleport themselves through walls, apparently. You know, all of this cool stuff to make their, like, their scary thing actually scary. And it's just like, oh, no, they're, like, in the Phantom Zone. The end. Like, like, fantastic. I don't know. This this movie this movie was was made me sad made me sad for the franchise but I I know where we are. Well, and um, you know, I I definitely think that Scooby Doo is just something that I think needs to be sat down and looked at more seriously. You know, and I think that that's part of the problem is that no one is really just like sat down. You know, let's really I guess address it. Yeah, um, and like everybody's <laughs> had their hands on this franchise. Like it's dirty, guys. Like, come on. Maybe if you want to bring something, you know, something like this that is nostalgic based, you know, maybe we could go to one of those other shows like Jabba Jaw or, you know, the one where it was the the, the dune buggy one, mm-hmm. you know, and let's let's maybe like bring back one of those ones as like a new thing, you know, and then we can do something stupid with it. Nobody cares because these are new characters to us. No, I don't disagree. And also, um. I think, again, you just have to be mindful about what it is that you're crossing over Scooby with. And even if you want to maybe have, you know, a Justice League character or Justice League characters, you need to bring them into the world of Scooby, not Scooby into their world. You know, you make a very interesting point. I think that that's totally fair. And I think that that's why, honestly, a lot of the other things of the crossovers have worked. It's because it's not like Scooby-Doo going to the the Harlem Globetrotters. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters being put into a Scooby-Doo environment. Scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're, like, solving a spooky mystery in an abandoned castle together as the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, it's, it's Superman in a, in a... Um, lead-lined mine shaft, and mm-hmm. that's why you know he can't see out, you know, and use his X-ray vision on anything. And then we're having a sleuth at old-fashioned style. Mm-hmm. But now we've got the handy-dandy Superman here, you know, with all of his who can lift things, you know, and push stuff out of the way, and 
You know. And and maybe the conflict here is the fact that he's so much of a Fred that Fred doesn't know what to do in the situation because he's like, Fuck, he's I'm... the one leading the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what am I supposed to do now? And like, maybe he has like a, a an identity crisis, and like mm-hmm. that's the thing. And like Daphne's like, Fred, get your head out of your ass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna be fine. Look at him. He's a big lummox. He doesn't know what he's looking for. Batman's the detective. Yeah. He just picks things up and puts them down. Yeah, you and you, you know you see Superman picking something up. I think it's a clue, you know, and it's ab- like it's mm-hmm, absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Oh yeah, 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 and he's putting on his best Superman voice. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he's supposed to be a, like a, a prized reporter. I don't even worry about that. <laughs> but you know, we can have some fun with this. Yeah, exactly, cuz who cares? Yeah. Who cares? But, yeah. but you you need to bring characters into the world of Scooby-Doo, not the I think inverse. that it would have been, I think that if we wanted to do it, we should have done, like, the Legion of Doom's headquarters as, like, our main place oh, instead of yeah. the Hall of Justice, because that feels more of, like, a Scooby-Doo setting. Well, and again, you also need to look at your your characters, I think, as well, or the really important thing, because, like, okay, let's say that you want them to cross over with some, some DC characters, right? Okay, well, then why not do Justice League Dark, Swamp Thing, John Constantine, Witchcraft, and mm. Magic, and all of these sorts of things, or... Solomon Grundy, you know, yeah, this actual undead character. No, yeah, I loved the whole bit where they, and you know, Scooby thought it was the creeper. Like, I thought yeah. that that was funny. I was like, oh, because this is something that is, like, affecting them. I was like, oh, yes, I'm coming here to watch Scooby-Doo, so I am already filled with my Scooby-Doo knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I hated the play-by-play of the villains. Because also, it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they weren't actually a part of the narrative at all, other than they were destroying the city. And so, like, them getting a whole introduction sequence. I was like, what are we doing They didn't right go now? anywhere with them. Yeah. yeah. I got more of an introduction for them than I got for Lois Lane. Yeah. And so I think that those are definitely some of the shortcomings and, and some of the things to, to keep in mind moving forward with what makes a good Scooby-Doo crossover. Um, mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't think that this brand is anywhere near tapped. You know, you just... You can't treat it as disposably as it sometimes can be treated. And that's how I feel about, I guess, whatever, whatever's happening with the, the, with the Velma show. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just somebody just said, I don't really care what you do with Scooby-Doo. And so, um, you know, gosh, I forgot her name. Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. My brain was like Mindy Ripperton, you know, just putting in M names. Mindy, Mindy, Mindy. <laughs> no, just, yeah. Mindy raised her hand and said, I'll take it for a little bit. I'll take it for a spin. And they said, sold to the highest bidder. You know, and that's how we got this. Which is just, what was the, what's the point? Doesn't look interesting. No, and, and I don't disagree with, with where you're coming from with it. Um, you know, because I appreciate the idea of, of trying to do, you know, what some of what James Gunn, you know, also wanted to do, which is do this kind of more adult riff on the on the characters and that sort of thing. But I also think at the end of the day, you need to have them be more identifiably the characters in terms of just even their general characteristics and and their their um, motivations and some of their plotting. You know, because we've looked at some clips and read some some plot descriptions. You know, and the whole idea of Shaggy being this kind of, like, more romance-obsessed person, you know, it's, we're getting away from some of the, some of the identity that ties them to 
what the show originally was for you to then go and try and do this riff on it. No, yeah, I would have totally, I would have loved the idea of, like, instead of leaning into, like, the romance focus, to lean into, like, you know, he's a stoner. Yeah, just legitimately. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, like, the, all of the food motivation is just because he's always hungry, you know, and Scooby is a dog, and so dogs are always hungry. That's just an easy one right there. You know, the dog doesn't have No. Um, <laughs> but it just, and then, and then we can still modernize that idea. And have fun with it and change you know, things around. You know, kind of like around, a, like a Hannibal Barris character, you know, character yeah. or something, you know. That's, that's, my, that's my shaggy. It's just this good dude who's like, I don't even know what we're doing right now. No, I get that. You know? Um, but it's just, it's just because she wanted to make, she wanted to put the, the character skin on people that she already knows. Mm-hmm. Who didn't necessarily fit into the character skin, but it was the, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because she had the perfect... It's like every college group of friends who have ever dressed up as the Scooby-Doo gang. You're like, perfect, I've just put the character skin on. It doesn't mean you have to act like this person. Mm. Yeah. You just mm. look like them now. Congratulations. Glenn Howerton, I will say, was the right pick for Joe Fred. In, in the show? Yeah, in Velma. He's the, he's the one that cast as um, Idiot Fred. Yeah, Glenn Howerton. Oh, yeah, I think that's... Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's where I stand on Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. Uh, if you had to give it a rating, dear, what would you give it? I'm going to give this movie, um, I don't know. I'm going to give this movie a two. I'm going to give this movie a, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Um, yeah, I think two, two is fair. You know, maybe two and a half if you're feeling generous, but I think two is probably. You know, of the movies that I got to watch for free, you know, great great you know well the last movie that i actually got to watch for free was i think maybe the interview fair fair so like the, the list is pretty mid but at least it's there uh- exactly exactly <laughs> it's, it's this was more about the experience that i enjoyed like the whole of the fact that it got completely erased and like put on the internet you know they they, they put it out here for free like i loved this you know, and the fact that you did this deep dive into the internet to find it. Great story. Perfect. The movie? Eh. Yeah. You know, didn't, didn't meet expectations. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, I am, I still wish that it had been put out, though, as yeah. well, just because people did work hard on this. No, yeah, we created an entire movie here. This was, this was going to be some of someone's resume piece, because, like, it's also animated great. Yeah, like, yeah. let me also just put that out there. All of the issue with the film lands more on... The story. poor melding of the story and its elements. Visually, totally great. Animated, fantastically. They do a good job of marrying the Scooby-Doo and the Justice League cartoon styles together. So it looks fantastic overall. Um, very, very well animated film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I still wish that it had been out so that way the people who worked hard on this oh, could have had their work be seen have been able to actively say that they had worked on this film be able to point to it pull clips from it what have you um so without having to do yeah deep dive on the internet and so it is a shame you know the way that their work got seen but like at least their work did get seen yes um all right i guess with all that said that's pretty much everything that we have for y'all this week uh, be sure to come back next week. We're actually going to a, a documentary and a Q&A uh, 
screening tomorrow in Raleigh, and so we'll be talking about that next week on the show. Uh, so please come back and, and be on the lookout for that. Be sure to check out our review of Creed last week. Um, thanks, as always, you guys, for uh, listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye! Bye.